Our next guest is Vanessa Murray. Vanessa works as an asset manager for Stanhope PLC, a property developer and investor who delivers large-scale commercial and mixed-use construction projects across the UK. Prior to joining Stanhope, Vanessa spent eight years specialising in property management, delivering operational excellence across high-end commercial portfolios, standalone assets and mixed-use estates. With a degree in music and no connections in the surveying world, Vanessa's first few years working in property were particularly challenging. The difficulty of building a network from scratch and the lack of access to senior female leadership was the inspiration behind Mentoring Circle an initiative that Vanessa founded to provide free mentoring for junior women in the property industry from women in senior leadership roles. Her ambition is to grow the programme in order to secure mentorship for any young woman working in this industry who isn't already part of a structured training scheme. Um, so thank you so much, Claire, for that introduction. And Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us today. I obviously wanted to have you as a guest on this podcast because of your role at Stanhope um, and also your mentoring initiative, which we're going to come on to. Um, so diving right in, could you just tell us a little bit about your career history that takes you up to where you are today at Stanhope? Yeah, sure. So I... Well, I don't know how far you want to go back, but I actually had a, uh, had a music degree, started off doing a music degree. So obviously that's been really helpful and really relevant for what I'm doing right now. Um, no, but I, I actually did a, a sort of conversion course, um, a, a real estate master's at Sirencester, um, randomly started off in the rural sort of, sort of world. And then um, once I qualified, I had a job at EasyJet, not as cabin crew, but as a, um, a surveyor in the property team, and then moved to London subsequently and specialised in um, commercial property management. So I did the bulk of my work with Workman. And then when Broadgate, um, bought, uh, when Broadgate sold out to Savills, I actually was recruited to Savills to onboard some of their clients. And at the time, I was an AD for Savills and was doing a lot of work on Television Centre, television center redevelopment in london west london um and got on really well with my client there uh, claire door who's the asset management director at stanhope and was subsequently um put on secondment and like a lot of secondees never left and i've been there ever since fantastic um so could you tell us a bit about the role that you do now and do you think there were hurdles reaching that senior position in our industry as a woman um, so, well, so my role now, we're, we're part of a growing team, albeit quite a small team. So in Stanhope, there's about 65 of us. Our predominant line of work is development management. But within that, there are lots of different strands. And I, I work within the asset management team. And we have sort of quite a varied role in terms of we get involved on the pre-development sides of the construction projects that our construction team are building. And then we also manage the stabilized assets after Afterwards, once they're built, not always like we have to obviously tender for the for the asset management mandates. But quite often, if we've um, been involved in setting them up, it makes for a much smoother transition if we're managing them. So it's quite a very skill set. And in terms of the hurdles reaching that, I think the hurdles for me have actually probably been more internal hurdles than external hurdles. Actually, I think I've been very lucky since I only had one really bad experience with my boss in my first job who uh, knocked my confidence a lot. And then when I moved to Workman and then subsequently Savills and then Stanhope, I've had a long line of really encouraging 
bosses who've encouraged me to um, push myself out of my comfort zone. They've given me a lot of responsibility without very much micromanagement. And uh, I think the hurdles that I've had uh, personally have been around public speaking and presenting and communicating complicated ideas with clarity to give clients confidence. And I think that that just takes a lot of practice doing it. Um, and for me personally, it's just something that I've had to do over and over again it's in, until I've got to a point where I feel comfortable. And I don't always feel comfortable now, but I'm much better at masking it than I potentially was before. And sometimes you have those moments when you're in the meeting and you kind of hear yourself talking, oh my God, I actually sound like I know what I'm talking about. And you realize 10 years in, actually you do. <laughs> So I think a lot of it has been uh, confidence led and being in environments that you're not used to being in. And then once you're in those environments for a lot of times over a number of years, um, the same problems tend to come up again and again. So you might be working on a particular project where there's an issue. And even if it's a small project, you might have that same issue again, but on a, uh, on a bigger project. So um, the my hurdles have been internal rather than external I would I would say I'd be very lucky that's so interesting to think about them in that way I think definitely as women we think about things like imposter syndrome and I think thinking about it as an internal hurdle is just a really interesting way to frame it Um, I think that also is a really nice segue into my next question so I know you've recently launched an initiative called mentoring circle so that partners newly qualified female professionals with senior female leaders in our industry. What inspired you to set up the scheme and what do you hope it will achieve? Um, I think in terms of the what inspired me to set it up was on a very basic level, I just worked with a lot of really brilliant women who were great at what they did, but just were not putting themselves forward for roles that they've definitely could do that was clear to everyone externally but they lacked the confidence to do it and I think I definitely resonated with that myself but also when you see it happening time and time again and not just people that you work with your direct colleagues but you know we work with a lot of explained you know we're part of a small team and so we work with a lot of third party um, professionals and again you know they were very very capable and consistently weren't putting themselves forward and part of that I think is that uh, the more senior you get the less female role models there are I mean just fact in in property and and, and lots of other industries I'm sure um, and so I thought drawing on my experiences from my very supportive and encouraging bosses um Two, two out of the three of them have been women. Um, and they had made a huge difference to how I viewed myself and just saying, yeah, of course you can do that, go and do it. And then you did it. And then it surprised myself that I managed to pull it off and not having, you don't, they don't need to be big seminal moments. They just need to be nudges in the right direction. And I thought if I could partner these women up with similar role models, um, that might really help them. And so that's effectively what I did. And I just started it uh, with 10 of my friends, basically, two of the bosses that I'm talking about, I roped into it. Um, And yeah, got a group group of women together and uh, trialed the scheme. And we had so much feedback from other mentors uh, wanting to get involved because, I mean, once you you talk to people and they think, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Also, I know three people who would be good at doing that too. So it snowballed from there really. Um, And 
at the beginning, I have to admit that I didn't, it wasn't really something that I thought would have enough legs that I'd have to answer the question, what do you hope to achieve? Because actually, I just thought it would be a nice thing to do on the side to give some of the women I knew a bit of a boost. Um, And then when it got to the stage where it was clear that I sort of latched onto a gap in the market, I guess. Um, Then I felt the pressure to actually put a bit of a plan around it. And I think fundamentally, when I started it, I wanted to make sure that people had the confidence to have a fulfilling career. And really, that's still the ambition, uh, but perhaps on a larger scale in the sense that I'd like to be able to reach a wider market of mentees rather than those in my direct sphere. And as part of that, I think we've got a big responsibility to reach out to not just, you know, women, but also uh, like a diverse range of women too, because not only are we um, lacking gender equality, we're also not diverse as an industry at all. Um, And we need to be encouraging that and making sure that um, people from all walks of life wherever they come from, have access to it as well. And there's no reason why they they can't. Absolutely. Um, Given this series is focusing on inspirational women in real estate, um, could you think about or or talk to us about some of the women um, who've inspired you the most, maybe professionally and personally? Um, Oh, interesting question. I can think of loads. I'm just trying to actually uh, narrow it down. So my... Well, I'll actually start with the two women that I've already referenced who were two of my previous, well, one is my current boss, actually, and one is my previous boss. So my previous boss, uh, Jacqueline Miller, she's one of the uh, directors of London for CBRE, actually, on the property management side. Um, She... Why is she inspirational? I suppose because she's incredibly personal. She doesn't have any ego about her whatsoever and is very passionate about what she does um and it is good at communicating that passion to people that she works with so um i don't think any of those qualities are to be underestimated actually because you don't when you're working with someone and you're delivering on projects you want to feel excited about your day job not that it's part of the drudgery that you do um and i think if you can inspire a team uh, what an amazing thing to do and also without really realizing it um and Claire Dore is my current boss so she's the AM director here at Stanhope she previously worked for uh, for Grosvenor um she has clarity of thought and and is also able to communicate that very clearly to clients colleagues partners and I think for me again she's just given me complete autonomy over my work and said yeah go and go and do it let me know what you need come back and we'll make it work and and she's she's absolutely done that so to work I've, I've been super lucky to work with both those people and then um some of the other inspirational people I guess a lot of them are on the mentoring scheme so um Susanna Nicole from she's the CEO of Build UK um she just knows everyone. I don't know how she knows everyone, but it also is just a complete ball of energy and um, really uses all her connections and knowledge for good um, in a very selfless but persuading way, um, which I think is a f- f- fantastic quality. And I think, you know, all of us would love, love to be like that. Um, and then I'm trying to think of someone outside of property just to mix it up and make it a bit interesting. Um, so the last one is Elizabeth Day, who runs a podcast called How to Fail. And 
the reason why I think she's brilliant is because she uses failure as a way to demonstrate growth and turn it into success. And she has just the most amazing guests on her program. And what I love about her is that um, she really gets to the nitty gritty of people's um, internal dialogues and the way they all feel completely um incapable and i think that that's really good because she's got such a huge following that um when you compare your insides with everybody else outsides you always feel a bit wanting and the nice thing is um all the guests that she brings on have achieved amazing things and and they talk about three things that have kind of uh, transformed the way that they've uh, i suppose they live their lives and how they've got to where they've got to so i think she's another inspirational woman yeah absolutely agree i think the way that she frames failure as data acquisition um, and that you actually can turn every single failure into a success is definitely something I try and remember. And uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite podcasters. Finally, what's the most important piece of advice that you would give to a woman thinking of starting a career in the real estate sector? I think the most important piece of advice I would say is that you've got to back yourself. And you have got to take every opportunity that's given to you um, without question, questioning yourself whether you're capable to do it because you wouldn't have been given the opportunity if you weren't. And I think as you get older, you realize that no one's going to be blowing your, your trumpet for you. You've got to do it. And when... I would challenge that when you feel uncomfortable is probably the time where you're growing the most and that's where you're going to get the most from it. Um, so that's the one piece of advice I was getting. And the second, actually, I was <laughs> saying, and I always say this, is put a two-minute delay on every email you send um, because then <laughs> um, you don't you can recall it and uh, always attach the attachments that you forget to attach the first time and also when you're writing a bit of an angry email um once you click send that's the therapeutic bit out of the way and then you can quickly recall it and kind of tame it down <laughs> that those are some fantastic advice. <laughs> i'm definitely gonna set up that two minutes honestly it has saved me so many times <laughs> absolutely um thank you so much for your time vanessa and for sharing your thoughts with us today pleasure 